Welcome to the Sports the Show. I'm DJ Pat Nasty, and I'm here with Malcolm Marzet. And we've got a great episode for you guys today. We're going to discuss a little college football, uh, talking more about the Colorado Buffaloes and their uh, great comeback against USC. Came up a little short, but we're going to get into that. And we're going to review our picks from over the weekend for lock upset and game of the week and also discussed uh, the interesting take the NFL had on the Sunday morning game in London with the Falcons-Jaguars playing a animated simulcast uh, via Toy Story on the ESPN Plus app. But let's go ahead and start with the Colorado Buffaloes as they were looking to bounce back after getting really blown out by the Oregon Ducks in Eugene, uh, 42-6 to there. They went uh, back home and played Cal, uh, excuse me, played Southern Cal, uh, who was number nine in the nation with the top quarterback prospect in Caleb Williams. Uh, went down early, big early. Uh, I believe at one point it was... Uh, 34 to seven and uh, the lead got stretched out as much as I believe 48 to 14. And then the Colorado Buffaloes mounted a furious comeback in the third and fourth quarter, scoring 27 points unanswered to uh, finish just slightly short 48 to 41. Um, Malcolm, you and I have been talking about this team a little bit this year. We talked more about it last week. I said that I didn't think that with their size that they would be able to compete with some of these larger teams on the level of Oregon, USC, Oregon State, Washington State. I think, you know, I was definitely proven wrong in the case of them having the ability to pull out a win, I, you know, thought that this game, when the blowout was happening, I was like, okay, here we go again. You know, mm-hmm. it, it felt that way early on. And just the ability for Colorado to take advantage of USC's lapses on defense, uh, really get some great plays uh, through Caleb Williams, perhaps uh, taking his foot off the pedal and throwing a few interceptions in the game as well. Just, you know, the chemistry of how Colorado played late was really fun to watch. Uh, you watched the whole game from start to finish. What was your account of the game, and how do you feel about this Colorado team moving forward as they're going to play three straight unranked teams at Arizona State, at home against Stanford, and at UCLA in the coming weeks. Uh, with this Colorado team, I felt a little bit of trepidation at the beginning, but honestly, I, I, even when we were talking to pre-show, uh, I, I liken this prime effect, if you will, that that is real with Barack Obama's kind of rise or a little bit to like Rocky one, where like this team can go the distance. They don't win, but mm. they prove a, a fact that they belong. And once... Once he gets them dogs, it's over. It's over for everybody. And honestly, I think they move with a, a feeling of it doesn't matter what ranking or what number you put in front of their team. Mm-hmm. They're there. And that ranking is almost like uh, a smoke screen, if you will. Um, some of the throws Shadur Sanders was making were some of the most accurate throws that I've seen from a quarterback in college, especially in his first year at a power five conference level playing against opponents playing mm-hmm. uh, if you will, with a lighter team and undermatched. Mm-hmm. Um, this team is incredibly disciplined. Uh, they're well coached, but also their belief in themselves and their ability to not quit um, when they're back against the walls. is just impressive. Um, and uh, I like what you were sending me the uh, Friday memes yeah, um, next um, Friday with Pinky. Right, next Friday with Pinky. It's you know you got to pay their dues, but um, what we said, I think it was three weeks ago, or no, no, two weeks ago with Oregon, mm-hmm. that SC was on my list of like that's the one that they'll lose, and then the latter one being Utah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest in between, I believe they're going to be able to either win, whether it be close or convincingly. Um, in particular, I hope they do dominate Arizona State. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope the U of A game personally as an alumni is just kind of close. But I want us to lay down. I don't want us to beat um, Colorado because what Dion is doing is is much bigger than just uh, a personal rivalry or, mm-hmm. or a conference rivalry. Mm-hmm. He's proven all the doubters wrong. And I think a lot of those teams, the SEC teams, the LSU, Georgias, and Alabamas of the world are are looking and, and they're nervous because once that porter opens up, yeah. uh, prime, prime is not hard to find. No, he'll get some players definitely this offseason transferring directly to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I think, you know, the sky's the limit. I again, I thought that they were going to beat all of these unranked teams and finish the season with only six wins. You know, I could possibly see them uh, going honestly the route you're saying, Malcolm, where they really only lose the three games this year, which would Mm -hmm. be very surprising uh, because you didn't have Travis Hunter in that last game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shiloh Sanders also roughed up. But, you know, Jimmy Horn Jr. is playing outstanding at wide receiver. Uh, You're Mm -hmm. seeing plays be made that they need to get made. And, you know, the great equalizer of all equalizers in college football is the turnover. And, you know, they did really well in that department to start the season. They slowed down a bit in the last three weeks. They need to get back to that. If they can, they can continue to succeed and win. You know, I would uh, honestly say they're going to have a tougher game, in my opinion, against Washington State than Utah with the quarterback troubles Utah has been facing where they cannot throw the ball. And, uh, you know, they could possibly get taken advantage of. So, no, it's going to be very fun to watch the rest of this Colorado team. I totally agree with you that they are going to be a team to watch moving forward who is the going team, they they uh mm-hmm. truly it's like the saying you know it's not the size of the dog in the fight it's the size of the fight and the dog well, yeah and they're not gonna quit no. and um yeah that's really what i'm excited for is that them to exceed all possible analytics analytics yeah they're very this is a very pat riley-esque camp us against the world mentality. And I, I always uh, go with the underdogs. So I love what they're doing. No, they're going to be a strong, strong team to face. Definitely for any opponent going down the road. And we will keep our eyes on the rest of their schedule. As we continue down the college football road to the playoffs, uh, it's going to be an interesting season. Georgia has shown some, you know, little bit signs of weakness here and there. Uh, but still by far the prime favorite. Uh, see what I did there to win we'll get to the see. national championship. <laughs> uh, but we'll see we'll what be happens. Able to see both of them. We'll be able to see prime twice uh, here at ASU and then also at U of A. So yep. I'll be able to get actual. Well, the U of A game is going to be in Colorado, but the ASU oh, game no, no, no. is the going ASU to be one. here is going to be home. And that's mm-hmm. close to you. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh so if you can get us an update live from the field, Malcolm, I always would love one, but uh, no no pressure on that. We can always just talk about the games as they come, man. There's, they're going to be some fun games uh, as they continue on in their season. But on to the NFL, where this mm-hmm. Sunday, or last Sunday, excuse me, uh, the morning game was played in London between the Falcons and the Jaguars at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday. But they had an interesting dual format simulcast where you had the original basic uh, program. From Andy's room. Uh, well, the, that's the second one. But the first one, you know, they had your original announcers. It was the regular game broadcast. But to bring in a younger element, a more whimsical element, if you will, into football, uh, they had an animated simulcast where it was Booger McFarland, and I cannot remember the name of the oh, uh, of the actual Drew commentator. Carter. Drew Carter. Uh, both, 
playing as virtual characters themselves, toys in Andy's room. And you had a full football game in a Toy Story mode. It was really creative, really fun to watch. Malcolm, you and I were texting the whole time. They had a lot of good uh, content in between quarters and at halftime. Uh, you know, as a kid, I would have loved it. I know you would have loved it. Uh, well, in I our loved childhood. it as an animator and designer. But, I, it's, it's the two worlds coming together, which we love animation and sport and also keeping it as the theory of it being a game, you know, that not too serious. Yeah. Do you think that you could see uh, them do this more normally and possibly even switch you know, a Thursday night game or something to always feature this dual cast format uh, in you know, years to come? Absolutely. I, I, I see it on one end of them grooming the next generation mm-hmm. of fans, a younger generation, but then also um, just the ability that Disney owns ESPN, right? So yes. I could see them do something like this potentially on Monday nights as well as any game that is featured through ESPN as far as uh, a cross promotion. Um, mm. I love the fact that they implemented the army men uh, using the binoculars and walking, talking from the tower. The coaches. Mm-hmm. No, that was really cool to explain slink, how coaching works. Slink to move the chains. Yep. The claw was moving the ball. Emperor yep. Zerg was the referee flag on the yep. play. Yeah, um, the boy Bijan, the, the yeah. animation when he caught the ball in the flat and he's yeah. doing a three, three hesitation, hesitation, yeah. swipe stiff arm. Like the animation is absolutely perfect. Yeah. And um, having uh, Lawrence flushed out of the pocket and then him running and then them turning on the jets. And you literally see fire coming from the ground as he's yeah. speeding off. Um, no, it was like was a, so much I loved. It was like so a mix much. of backyard football, baseball, those games growing up. NFL blitz. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a very fun thing to watch. No, I could definitely see them adding that on. You already have Wednesdays, a uh, NFL program on Nickelodeon where they have kids review the week's action in the NFL. So, I mean, this is really a drive by the NFL to ramp up youth interest in football since it has been on the decline steadily uh, over the last decade. And, you know, for for good reason, people don't want their children to suffer severe head trauma. But, uh, you know, this was kind of a... viewership is still cool. Like Well, the viewership's more uh, than it's ever been. I mean, the the viewership for a regular season NFL game... Like, you know, the Monday night games rank higher than most like sitcoms or network programming. Uh, well, they said all year. time on like top 25. Uh, I would say content shows. that's viewed. Yeah. It's like 20 of them are all football. Right. Well, Super Bowl. Um, yeah. No. Right. So, you know, it's it's interesting how they are approaching that with more uh ways to view the game you've got the manning cast you have the toy story cast now so it's it's you know it's it's Mm -hmm. interesting to watch these uh different formats of you know taking in the game coming from these you know corporations uh thinking outside of the box a little bit and um we'll see how it goes moving forward but Week four was an exciting week in the NFL. Malcolm, we had some good selections on our picks. Um, we got all of them correct except for your upset. Patriots are done. They benched Mac Jones. We'll they did we'll bench get Mac that. Jones. We're going to we'll get, get into, into that. that. But let's start uh, with our lock picks. Uh, we went for the lock in week four, I had the Chiefs over the Jets, which just barely happened. It was quite surprising uh, how well the Jets played in that game, showing a little bit of grit, if you will. Uh, Zach Wilson going and having the best uh, game of his career, 28 of 39, 245 and two touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes throwing an uncanny two interceptions. Uh, You don't really see that that often from Patrick Mahomes. The secondary for the Jets is the real deal. 
But Isaiah Pacheco just running through people, powerful runner, uh, really getting it done on the ground for the Chiefs. But you see Patrick Mahomes uh, finish the game off running out, uh, getting the game-winning field position for the game-winning field goal. He had, you know, celebrities in the crowd watching him do this. Uh, Wolverine, of, Deadpool. Tons of memes uh, via Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. But, you know, it was a great atmosphere, fun Sunday night game to watch. Definitely a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. But the Chiefs come out on top in that one. I think that speaks more to the Chiefs continuing business as usual. Um, I don't think it's really that much to read into with them struggling a little bit on the road in a primetime game, playing the Vikings next week in Minnesota, that potentially could be a trap game if we do not, uh, or if the Chiefs rather, do not really continue to keep their focus forward. But with how close the game went this week, I think they'll take care of business next week against the Minnesota Vikings just simply because Minnesota uh, is just sitting there still in not a great position, even with the win over the Panthers, who were also we winless. We look at it and you look at it in a sense of there's a lot of distraction in New York. You're in New York. You're the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot circling as far as media circus. Yeah. So with Minnesota, it'll be a much, much more calmer environment and a little bit less distraction, mm-hmm. if you will. I kind of liken this game to that initial sputter for Kansas City, but uh, we know what Minnesota really is, and it could be a potential mm-hmm. trap game. You know, this is the NFL; anything is possible. But um, I think I liken it to that first quarter of the Kansas City Chiefs. They got on the run; they went seventeen and zero, mm-hmm. and then they took their foot off the gas, um, allowed the New York Jets to kind of come back. I saw flashes of what Zach Wilson could do. But honestly, when I was watching the game, even with my pops and I'm pausing, he, he's making he's making a couple of good throws, but he's literally running into defenses as opposed to running straight into a yeah. wide open field. He's missing Wilson wide open in the deep thirds and checking down mm. when you really should know where your best receiver is on the field at all times. That should be your number one. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully Aaron Rodgers can get back. Um, other than that, I, I think uh, Kansas City shouldn't have any problems moving forward. Yeah, the Jets defense is for real, too. I mean, there have been speculations on Aaron Rodgers' return late in the season, but I, I highly doubt he returns this year. I don't know. I don't think I they would allow that. Uh, let's go to Philly versus Washington. Malcolm, you picked mm-hmm. the Eagles to take care of business against the Commanders. It got tight there, going all the way to overtime. Uh, the commander's playing uh, very resilient football after just getting decimated last week at the hands of the Buffalo Bills. Um, with this game, Malcolm, you know, we really saw the ground game continue to develop well for the Eagles with this new backfield in uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Swift leading this backfield. Still with Kenneth Gainwell back there but Swift taking the majority uh, sharehold of the carries. Uh, The receiving game, you saw A.J. Brown get going again with Jalen Hurts with a nine-reception game, 174 yards and two touchdowns for A.J. Brown. Just no stopping him in the commander's secondary. The commanders did well in the trenches, I think, uh, defensively, but just... Nothing in that secondary to really hold up against this Eagles team, turning the game into a shootout, one that the commanders could not really win. Uh, Sam Howell playing better this week, 29 of 41, 290 yards, one touchdown. Brian Robinson really powering through on the ground. Only 3.2 yards a carry, but still with the one touchdown. Uh, And it was an interesting touchdown with that fumble into the end zone, but uh, the commanders moving forward, you had a hot, you had a hot start with them. They're two and two in the East. You got Philly, you got Dallas. You know, there are a lot of questions swarming with the in this offense. Uh, 
How do you feel about the commanders at this point in the season, Malcolm, with their performance so far? Do you think that they're on the right trajectory or do you think they're still slipping kind of into old ways? Oh, they're definitely on the right trajectory. Um, it, it's a little bit more to do with Philly. I'm starting to see that slippage, not not so much Philly fatigue, if you will. I'm just seeing them start to these games. It, it's like the NFL. They figure you out. Whatever you did last year, everybody is studying what you did and they start to figure mm-hmm. you out. So you got to change it. Um, but with Washington, honestly, it's, it's Riverboat Ron towards the end of the game is game management skills, time management skills and the ability to go for it. Um, to me, I think it, it likens him to get released and move Eric Bieniemy in his true natural position as the head coach. I believe most of the players look at him as the head coach um, or the heir apparent, if you will. So I, yeah. I would lean, even though he's he's a Panthers uh, old head coach and then also old Chicago Bear, I, I'd release him and move Eric Bieniemy to the to the forefront so that we can move this team to the natural uh, ability that it has. But they're right there. They're moving on up. Mm-hmm. This was this is a transitional year. And next year, I think they'll be able to be in their true liking position and be able to fight for an NFC East championship. Yeah, but they do have a quarterback. They have a quarterback. So you uh, think Sam Howell is the guy moving forward in Washington? And for the potential four years, there's a couple of quarterbacks coming up. If they have the ability to get a Sanders or if they have the ability to get some of these quarterbacks coming from college, absolutely um, utilize him as as a backup. But for now, um, he's the guy. I, I put him in that same category of like the Kirk Cousins, if you will, or um, mm-hmm. even a Dak Prescott type. Just he can manage. Sometimes he can play well. But if your team is down, um, potentially he would not be he would not have the statistics to to back it up to be able to close out the game without the proper coaching and putting him in the right position. So that's the reason why you got to remove Ron Rivera, allow the enemy to coach up a quarterback so that he he understands situational football. But this team is right on the right pace. I really like this commander's team moving forward a lot more than the Giants. And I think they have a higher ceiling than what Dallas is. Dallas window is closing mm-hmm. uh, sporadically. So um, Washington, the, the the sky's the limit for this team, if you will. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's been a bit of an up and down talent level in the schedule they've played so far. They start week one against the Cardinals, which turns out to be not the easiest game uh, as we've seen the Cardinals in weeks past playing strong games against the likes of the Cowboys and even against the 49ers to a degree. Yeah, the Niners game uh, had a moment. They had a moment. But, you know, week <laughs> two, they're playing the Broncos, possibly one of the worst teams in the NFL. No, uh, Chicago. Well, yes, definitely. <laughs> but week three, getting blown out by one of the best teams in the league in Buffalo, and then week four, losing to an interdivisional matchup against a strong undefeated Philadelphia you know I'm still waiting to just kind of see how this team's going to break when they play an okay opponent versus having to play these great swaths of strength up and down and unfortunately for me that's going to come in week six when they play the Falcons because this week they play the Bears on Thursday night and I don't think the commander is going to have much trouble with that my only concern with them is not allowing uh, – they they every team has scored 16 or more on them this year. They've got to lower that point total defensively. Um, a lot of issues in the secondary there. They're getting thrown all over the field. Uh, the pass rush can only do so much. They really have to get things on the defensive end – Sorted, sorted out. I think this offense can go in a positive direction with Sam Howell, but it's going to be interesting to see. And with the Eagles moving on to a very impressive 4-0 in the league right now, you know, we question would they have the same kind of moxie and just grit coming into this season after a run to the Super Bowl only to come up a little short against the Chiefs. And they've answered the bell. They're definitely uh, right now to me 
it's, you know, them and the 49ers at the top of the NFC by far. But absolutely. Moving on to our upset picks, I had a lucky uh, draw with the Texans over the Steelers. Uh, Houston getting it done. Uh, Rolling. Houston is rolling. D'Amico Ryan coaching, looking like he's doing an amazing job with a young group of players. Nico Collins having a great game receiving the ball. Uh, CJ Stroud through the air, 306 yards, two touchdowns. He is having a ticket for a rookie of the year. He is having an amazing year as a rookie quarterback. Damian Pierce got in 24 carries. Good to see him getting the workload of carries again, back healthy. Uh, The Steelers just sputtering on all things throughout the game. Just cannot make anything happen. Kenny Pickett getting injury, excuse me, Mm. getting injured, bringing on Mitch Trubisky to back him up. Pickett was not (laughs) playing a good game up until that point. Najee Harris just not getting the amount of carries you expect him to get. 14 for 71 yards, 5.1 yards a carry. You're seeing Jalen Warren get a lot more uh, share of the carries than we expected, getting eight carries. You know, over half the carries of Najee Harris is a little weird how this offense is operating in Pittsburgh. Malcolm, with this game, you know, we can go on and on about the Texans. We've talked about their rising star. But I want to focus on the Steelers here because this is a Mike Tomlin-led team where we're saying, you know, he can get things done with anyone. And, you know, we're about to talk about another coach that's kind of in that same vein of getting things done with anyone. Do you think that he's going to be able to turn this team around with the pieces he currently has available to him? And it's it's tough because you never want to doubt Mike Tomlin, but you need players to have to available to turn things around. And Najee Harris, something's up with him. He may have a lingering injury we may not Mm -hmm. know about. Uh, Pickett being injured is just like another nail in the coffin. The week before it was uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, and now this week you got uh, Pickett. And um, it's not going to get easy, any easier for Pittsburgh. It mm-hmm. just is not. Um, to me, I think out of the respect I have for Mike Tomlin, he will will this team to a double-digit <laughs> win season no matter what. Even if he has to suit up himself, I mean he's two and two. Malcolm, you think that they're going to get a double digit win? Season? Yeah, we, hey, I'm not going to doubt Mike Tomlin. We said the same thing last year, and, and they're going to get to the to be a wild card team, and they're going to get to play Kansas City. That's going to be their Kansas City or Buffalo is going to be or Miami is going to be their uh, treat or treasure, if you will, at the end of the rainbow. But um, I hope that the fan base. And the Roonies don't look to Mike Tomlin and look to try to change someone running the helm. I -hmm. hope that he doesn't get any inkling of any hot seat. However, um, it's it's looking pretty bad, to say the least, about what they have to get through. But this is the Steeler way. The standard is the standard, as they say. So um, week to week, they're going to have to line it up and, and figure it out. But a loss to Houston is a pretty... Uh, extreme blemish on their resume. Absolutely. You know, normally it would be the other way around where Pittsburgh would dominate Houston. And now, now you're starting to see somewhat of a changing of the guard, if you will, from what normally is the AFC North to where the AFC South is kind of moving up. So it's excited to see a little bit of movement within the AFC. Yeah. I just don't see with the Steelers team uh, in that division, even though the Bengals are massively Mm -hmm. underperforming, the Browns are slowing down and you're seeing injuries catch mm-hmm. up with them. And the Ravens are just fully injured, but still managing to play great ball. Uh, I don't see them in this AFC. Uh, they might have a winning season, but I don't see them with double digit wins. But uh, I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett. So we'll see if that improves a little bit uh, with the ability to throw the ball downfield. And on the Texans' end, I mean, this team, I think, can challenge the Jaguars for the AFC South. And you still have the Colts there. I think the AFC South is a lot better than we thought 
it would be this year. No, we, we said it at the beginning of the year. I said, I'm keeping an eye on the AFC South. Uh, if we go back to the tape, I yeah. like that division. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and it's almost like the North and South have traded places, if you will. And the AFC North is kind of looking similar to the NFC South at this yeah. point. Yeah, no, it's not great uh, in either division. But that takes us to your upset pick. You had New England over Dallas. New England did not show up to the game, apparently. Uh, getting Mac Jones benched after going 150 with two interceptions. Uh, future and a pick six or a fumble uh, scoop and score. Bailey Zappi coming in. uh, Just not a good game from any facet of the ball for the Patriots. Um, Just nothing really to write home about. Maybe Kyle Duggar's 12 sacks. I don't know. Uh, But Dallas rolling along, steamrolling like we thought they would with this team assembled. Uh, Dak not doing anything crazy this game. Insane this team lost to the Cardinals so bad just a week ago. But Malcolm, let's focus on the Patriots real quick. Uh, do you think this Judon. Is, and Judon severe injury? Injured. Yeah. Go do you think this is a uh, curtain call for Bill Belichick? Or do you think that he's going to uh, just continue to coach till he feels he's done? You know what? I, I used to believe that Belichick was the wise one and Brady was just a, a student of the master. Mm-hmm. But I really believe it was kind of the other way around that he was fortunate enough to have Brady and somebody that was willing to work so hard. And then that was infectious. And then being able to get the Randy Mosses, the Deion Branches, the Wes Welker, the Julian Edelman's of the world, um, even the Teddy Bruschi's of the world. Now, with New England, this injury to Judon to me is is even more pivotal than losing Mac Jones and um, losing Mac Jones. I, I think the jury's out on Mac Jones. To mm-hmm. me, I don't think he's doing his film study. He's not putting in the work. He's also talking a little bit more when he really should have his action and play for him. I don't think this is a current call for Bill Check just yet. I just think they need to get rid of Mac Jones and transition to another quarterback and then hit a reset button on the quality of players that they have. Um, I mean, he just, is, yeah, he just might not be a franchise quarterback. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think he is a franchise quarterback. He's in that kind of lineage of Alabama quarterbacks that have come into the league and they had all the hype and everything like that, just to sputter out. Um, and the jury's out on a lot of those type of quarterbacks that have come in the league in the last, I would say three to four years. Mm-hmm. Um, that we thought were really highly of it. We're just waiting for their progression, waiting for them to come. And I don't think it's going to come. So to bench Matt Jones, the way he was playing, the way you saw the Cowboys smiling, Robert Kraft is not happy about this. You know, yeah. uh, he, he has, he has to hear the never ending uh, nauseum of the ego of the Cowboys fan base. And mm-hmm. it's similar to that uh, Tyrone Bickham's thing. Dak Prescott got another one of those easy teams. <laughs> so <laughs> they're going to keep sliding all the way. Uh, I yeah. am concerned a little bit on the Cowboys side with uh, uh, Micah Parsons. He's mm-hmm. starting to get a little banged up. And if you lose Micah Parsons, I don't think there'll be nothing uh, left for Dallas to be smiling about. Definitely. Um, however, however, Dallas when they play these these easier, easier teams or teams that don't have heart, because I believe the Cardinals, I faulted on them. They have more heart and they have a little bit more um, ability, will to win, if you will, than um, most than I thought at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. But um, this this New England team seems to have already given up and looking forward towards the offseason. And Belichick will be making some changes. The hammer will drop. You know, if he shows that he's going to bench Mac Jones at an instant like that, then we know exactly what's going to happen at other positions as well. And he also lost Gonzalez in in the backfield, a rookie out of Oregon that I think is uh, one of the better corners of this league. Yeah. So to lose Judon and Gonzalez, um, some of your more quality players that actually put in the work Mm -hmm. and you don't have a quarterback at all that is willing to put in the work, then what are you going to do? It's it's very Belichick and Tomlin are kind of in the same similar positions. Yeah. They're they they do not have the quality players that they can utilize to, that want to win this game. 
yeah. whether it be injury or what, whether it be a, a lack of dedication to the Well, crowd. and again, I don't know if Mac Jones is necessarily undedicated and not working hard. I just don't think he has the poise and talent to carry a team as a franchise quarterback. But definitely – uh, there's going to be turmoil in New England as this season moves forward 100%. Well, that takes us to our game of the week picks. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, we'll touch on them very briefly. Bills and Dolphins, you had the Bills uh, with a Mafia. big statement win, 48-20. to 20. The Bills losing to the Jets week one, and they have been on a tear ever since. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen has just been lights out. Not at all uh, risk risk evasive or whatever. I'm sorry, but just really on point as a quarterback. He this week threw for four touchdowns, 320 yards on 21 or 25. That's incredible. Uh, The Miami secondary could do nothing to guards to find digs. Six receptions, 120 yards and three touchdowns. He had two defenders on him. And the Buffalo defense getting multiple sacks on uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Like what we now, talked about. I have about. a question for you for this, though. Yes. Because uh, I perceived this game as a little bit of Miami just maxing out the week before. Do you see this as much ado about nothing? Or do you just as just a slight bump in the road and they'll continue on? Or do you think that this is a sign of things to come when they start playing these elite AFC teams that are healthy. I mean, I think it showed that their defense is just unsustainable in how they play. And Mm. you're not going to be able to win unless you get, uh, you know, more players healthy back fully Jalen Ramsey, possibly. And you're, you need to see Vic Fangio uh, run some defensive strategies that actually work. In preventing points, it um, it's it's just not going to work when you're giving up this high amount of points uh, every single week. It feels like they've got to definitely step it up on the defensive end, offensively with this line. You know, four sacks to two. Or like I told you, if they get more than three sacks, they're mm-hmm. going to lose. Um, and that turnover, that costly turnover. Man. You just saw the Bills just outright play a better game, and it's going to be really interesting moving forward in the AFC East division where the Bills are now the de facto leading team. Uh, we'll see if the Dolphins can bounce back uh, from this loss against the Giants team next week. Most likely they will, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see. But Malcolm, we you picked the Rams and Colts as the game of the week last week. Uh, it turned out to be a great game, final in overtime. Uh, you had Rams pull it out. Puka Nakua putting in another amazing receiving day and an own record to break all the receiving records. He and Justin Everything. Jefferson, all of these guys having crazy seasons. But uh, Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua really playing so well for this Rams team early on. Uh, The Colts really were in the game the whole time. Anthony Richardson uh, got this team back in it in the second quarter after going down 20 to nothing. But you still in that 20 to nothing saw glimpses of the Colts just not getting, uh, you know, the ball in the right place necessarily. But once they started clicking, you saw a Colts team that is very strong offensively with Zach Moss running the ball now as the de facto back and just the ability and athleticism of Anthony Richardson. I think this guy is going to have a great career oh, he's a star. in the NFL. But Malcolm, what were your takeaways from the Rams Colts game? So um, on the Rams side, I look at the head coaches for the Niners, the Dolphins and the Rams as being this generation's offensive savants of the league. Everybody is following their lead as far as play design, um, offensive production, and just the ability to just move the ball and run up the scores. Um, with the Rams, uh, they got to get, they got to, basically, they got to protect the quarterback. He's making that boy killed out there. Yeah, Stafford. And absolutely. 
And with the Colts, there's a little bit of silver lining switching over. Anthony Richardson is this generation's Donovan McNabb. He's an absolute star. Um, But I think the silver lining is potentially them getting their superstar running back back. I'm hearing some rumblings. I'm hearing two sides coming to some sort of agreement. That's just hearsay. It's just words on the street but if they're able to get their their star running back then this team i I like this team moving forward Mm. and with the colts um the sky is the limit definitely for them and it's just so impressive to see what a rookie quarterback can come into league and do on this level and their defense is nothing to to scoff out about yeah they just uh they played the rams tough um they came down to their overtime and they just really couldn't close it out. Mm -hmm. But uh, this was a must win for the Rams and for the Colts. It was just a a game that they needed to prove that they belong. So I like these two, uh, basically their formats and what they're wanted to do moving forward, coming together, because I think the Colts clearly proved that they belong in this league and that they can play with anybody. And that Anthony Richardson, uh, Sign the check, Jim Say it, it it's it's done. That's the guy for the future. We know that. Yeah. And and with the Rams, uh, if they're able to keep everyone healthy, then I think they potentially could be somewhat of an upset to the Niners. Uh, I know it's differentiating strategies, and people say, What what are you talking about? But to me, I think they have all the players in place to be able to compete with the 49ers in the NFC West. I think they can compete, and, but I don't think they'll win the division. Well, we have to we have to open it up and see. Yeah. But well, we will keep eyes on all of these games and uh report more action to you as it comes along in the NFL. Uh we will be back Wednesday where we will update our power rankings and some fantasy mm-hmm. football players to watch for this week. And then Friday, we will give you guys our picks for lock upset and game of the week as we preview the upcoming week five in the NFL. But as always, for the sports show, I'm DJ Pat Nasty, and I'm here with Malcolm Marzette. And we will catch you guys next time on the sports of the show. Trenches done, every blood ain't your kid folk. Where I'm from, you either using that shit or you sling dope. Got a job or you dead broke, choking hey, on weed. Yo, shorty smoke. said I'm handsome, I deserve all the money because I look I like, like it. Money. You losers washed up, can't fuck with me in the slightest. You my seed as I proceed to lead the cyclists. And all my A likes the plays to get the paper right. The streets ain't for play, I keep the pistol with the laser sight. Lot of niggas ain't making shorty told me I should pray at night. Said I live a crazy way of life Yeah, I'm always in traffic And my best friend is the digital wave device I combine this with that to pay the lights Cause rap checks come once in a while I gotta get it every day in life I'll never start a mission And understand I'll never need Uncle Sam Cause dope dealer been my job description I'ma always eat, I got better work than the competition And I don't see none 
Cause everything they do is like a rerun Selling that weak re-rock, come take a speed bump The game ain't free, but it's still each one teach one I fucked the world and got the bitch pregnant off the pre-cum They told you I was shining every time that they seen sun Real shit, I used to leave residue on the vision where It's weird how the church broke, but the preacher a millionaire It's all finesse, you need to start listening more and talking less Before I put these whores in Dior, I call up my connect Joey Majors, I got Etho in the building, you know how we play, man, listen, huh. hey yo, this one here's reserved for bosses, so we don't got time to hear about your losses, you better get it regardless, looking gorgeous while I'm driving through my city and something pretty, I know that Guinea had them nauseous, Las Vegas Boulevard, Get so much cash from William Hill, I think I need endorsements Don't make me call my reinforcements, dude Cause if they touch down, then you are some fish food <laughs> Who is this dude acting like he doing something? But you dudes do have two eyes, gotta say nothing The proof is in the pudding, but you wouldn't get it That's cause you moving too reckless <laughs> On my wrist, I calculated Could name a few people right now through my route, they made it but me, I got it from the concrete. It's always a pleasure whenever some dons meet. Joe. Designer, won't catch me in no Dolce Gabbana. Can't tell me nothing since I done got put on with Rihanna. Getting my nails and feet done underneath the cabana. Some call it cabana. I'm even getting head in the sauna. A few that owe me money. Let me know when you find them. I ain't talking about dirty dancing when I the grind them. My boy, I call him the barber. Always ready to line them. You better shape up. Cause I run with a team full of linemen. Bust to the D. They talking 35 for the key. You trying to get high. Won't find another doper than me. Must have whipped them words on the stove. I'm the closest thing to hold. Respectfully is how I see it first. Next, I gotta be it. Reality only comes the moment you chose to speak it. Preach. If you listen, then I'ma teach. This is views from the third eye. I'm far beyond Reach, I'm on my third high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we pride, they could have swallowed. We was forced to pay. How many ugly killers you met with gorgeous faces? How they kept their hands clean. It was orchestrated. I pray for karma to come sooner. The remorseful way to send prayers. I won't be the one who gets sailored. Not yet, at least. I kept the peace. I'll rest later. The risk is worth more than a gamble. I bet wages. But why is nobody watching the spectators? Money talks, sports run marathons how you gonna handle the h if you don't wear it on remember when men cried that ever gone but i still stand on it like farrakhan huh. crack his cranium could shoot him in the dome or take it past the stadium wasn't born hustler i had the baby the gangsters around me made me one my black dirty has additions he said he gangster like birdie and bird like Said he saw it all, then he turned to a witness. Ain't having care to feel what nerve for forgiving. Absurd how these serve how I'm living. That 2020 drought really blurred up my vision. That IRS money had them furs in the kitchen. I rapping just to purge out of business. I tackled it, homie just quit capping it. I black like an African, but poor God immaculate. Now class is something you never average I'm killing doubts and my shooting ain't even accurate. I still smell crack on my jacket, I try masking it. Rosa dies so the can drink activists. You die on the mission, just know it wasn't an accident. You just a slave till you master it. Yeah, yeah. They mad they can't hold me. You sure they love me like I'm Bon Jovi. OG on the court like Ananobi. Poker face can't no hand fold me. I puffed a tan stogie, cutting up the fish like anchovies. I know they mad that they can't stop us. Went from side blockers. Now we country land cops. Undercover 12. They the van hoppers. I'd rather chill than Belvedere at the Grand Opera. 
Just landing in the river, we the bush pilots. Long way from the city with demons, love violence. I'm in the pocket, no rush timing. It's Sons of yeah, you know my dude, no be in the cut wildin'. Every beat is cold blue, sound the red alert. Chasing paper, we running like who gon' get it first? Get a nurse, get a surgeon, better get a hearse. Put them seven feet in the ground, digging up extra dirt. Before I die, be mentioned with the best alive. Who gon' remember the formulas when the chemist dies? Watch the back of your head, you need some extra eyes. Russian roulette, best of five, let's decide. Before I die, be mentioned with the best alive. Who gon' remember the formulas when the chemist dies? Watch the back of your head, you need some extra eyes. Russian roulette, best of five. As a youth, I watched the game from the floor seats. Uh -huh. Street chess matches with war chiefs. Fiends smiling with four gear. Hopeless as a straight dog sniffing in the alley. Now it's sipping Dale and Quails when I'm visiting in Cali. Yeah. Entrepreneurs off of the porch with no sponsorship. So we never caught it quits. Aggressive as a yard of pits. Family picnic, my uncles listening to Parliament. Uh -huh. They pull me to the side and show me how to revolve a kick. This game ain't free. Matter of fact, I think I should auction it. The words is the value of birds. That's how I'm Fly. Come on. When I stop rapping a hundred nights, the clouds will cry. All the kings in the sky go smile, they proud of Ty. Yeah. I seen it all firsthand, I even let my gun blam. On the corner so long with some grams, I got suntan. Expensive lunch plans, but of course that's the right off. Course. I live for the moment, cause life is like a dice toss. Before I die, I'll be mentioned with the best alive. Who gon' remember the formulas when the chemist dies? Watch the back of your head, you need some extra eyes. Russian roulette, best of five. Let's decide. Before I die, I'll be mentioned with the best alive. Who gon' remember the formulas when the chemist dies? Watch the back of your head, you need some extra eyes. Russian roulette, best of five. Let's decide. Such and such got shot. Yeah, every day it's the same mo. 
old. A man dies, a newborn baby turns a day old. Haters do their best to find out what street you stay on, never deadly. It's cause your shame was flashing colors like a crayon. I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. Come and get me. This 40 cal is like a buddy pass. So when it's time to go, just know you coming with me. You gon' bust your gun. Do anything to get the dough. You gon' stack your ones. Do anything to get the dough. Rustle up the funds. Do anything to get the dough. Go get your hustle on. Do anything to get the dough. My baby's gotta eat. Do anything to get the dough. Ends gotta meet. Do anything to get the dough. We play the hottest streets. Do anything to get the dough. That's how we gotta be. Do anything to get the dough. What? Do anything to get the dough. Do anything to get the dough. Kim correct. Do anything to get the dough. What the fuck? Do anything to get the dough. Diamond Dallas. Do anything to get the dough. Do anything to get the dough. What? What? Do anything to get the dough. Do anything to get this capital gains. Heavy hitter, never been a petty dealer. Landscape bigger, big blunts. My pancakes fluff with the blick top. You see what's going on? Farrell Dawn been winning. Early in the morn, coffee and weed while my bitch mowed the lawn. See how we living? Hit the city by a building. Turn a few lines to a whole enterprise. Getting off weight. No exercise, shorty ride or die, I could tell by the signs Told her 5k, and she came back with a dime Type of bitch, make mine Road trips in the sky, super fly Off the art I designed Now I'm getting booked all the way in Dubai Path that I chose, ain't no hoes in the crew See the squad, keep it true, gotta watch every move The players up it's our time, furries and gators, we gon' shine, the game's for the taking, it's all mine, give a bitch good game, and stay on the mind, the players up, it's our time, furries and gators, we gon' shine, the game's for the taking, it's all mine, give a whole good game, and stay on the mind, the players up, Fairmont Finesse, Players Club, bitch, the players up, no motherfucking squares allowed, lay it on me, ho. Snow Bunny looks like Marilyn Monroe from the trenches when anything goes. Last dragon with the golden glow. Get my bitch anything except those surrounded by gangsters like pocket death row. I'm hard for a bitch to ever let go. On my way to Salt Lake with Moose to do a show. Players Club, bitch, I'm Mac on the go. The tree came with chandeliers and champagne. We don't do beer. Mercedes Benz cool with automatic steer. Keep a couple shooters with automatics in the rear. Never let a snake whisper in my ear. With us cry, but you never see a tear. I'm just a kill, taking all bets on the field, playing master pill. They fucking up the game, making deals. A bracelet on my wrist gave me the chills. My bitches don't break trust, they only break heels. Make sure you got surveillance when your house is on the hill. I know I'm out of reach, and I really stay in touch when it comes to these freaks. Bro, you can never trust. See niggas lose their life chasing lust. I'm just sharing game with the players because we up. It's our time, furs and gators, we gon' shine, the game's for the taking, it's all mine, give a bitch good game, and stay on the mind, the players up, it's our time, furs and gators, we gon' shine, the game's for the taking, it's all mine, give a whole good game, and stay on the mind, the players up.